Hello and welcome. You are listening to No Country for Healthy Living, a podcast where we try to guide you towards new levels of growth, self-love, and connection you never thought possible. My name is Kaylee. And I am Laura. Welcome. So happy to have y'all. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> always good to be here. Yeah. Yeah. It's always enjoyable. I gotta stop playing with my pen. I need some other fidget. Oh my god. <laughs> so sorry. I almost did it. And then I was like, no. <laughs> You know the rules, Laura, and we have better mics now, so it's definitely going to pick it up. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Oh, that's great. I'm proud of you for uh, realizing what you were about to do. I know. For those of you that don't know, she was about to start making popping or clicking noises of some sort with her utensil, (laughs) writing utensil, because there was time in the beginning where she kept clicking her pen in the background of one episode and all Not. I did was message her one day and I went, Laura what did you do? <laughs> like, all I can hear in the background is your pen clicking. I'm so sorry. Oh god. Aww. I just, I'll never forget when it clicked as I was editing. I'm like, what is that noise? What is that noise? I can't figure out what that noise is in the, in the recording. And then it clicked. Literally. Pun intended. <laughs> uh, and I went, God damn it. Laura's clicking her pen. Sorry. I, I, got, I got a fidget with something. I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> so she's now banned from having any form of clicky writing utensil. She has to have it uncapped, ready to go. I know. These are the rules. <laughs> yeah, the rules. Every time before we record, I have to have it my pen pre-clicked and away from me and then my highlighter capped and I have to remember not to decap it and cap it again (laughs) just for fun. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. She does her best. She does good. These are my (laughs) daily struggles, y'all. Thanks for listening. (laughs) (laughs) Oh gosh, that's great. That's great. I'm gonna All right. Oh sorry, I was gonna say I'm gonna have like a more like an office-y type job soon where I'll have my own like little cubicle or whatever. People are gonna Mm -hmm. hate me if I'm a pen clicker there. So I gotta really manage myself. See, you're practicing here. I know it's served me so well. Thank you. This has been your practice (laughs) for the self-control of clicking your pen. I'm gonna have to get a fidget for real. So it's gonna be great. Great. It'll help. It will help. But uh, how are you doing, Laura? Let's check in. <laughs> I'm doing good. I've had a few day, a few days off because I gave my two weeks to my last job, mm. <clears throat> and I was that was like the middle of this past week or whatever. So I've had a few extra days off, and then I start my new job on Monday. So I'm like really excited, but also slightly mm. terrified. So of course. It's scary starting a new thing. And I was just Mm -hmm. telling my dad today that I've done a lot of work on like being confident in who I am and all my weirdness Mm -hmm. that I've always been like made fun of for growing up or whatever. And like I want I always like when I go into my other jobs, I'm like so quiet and like Mm -hmm. they made fun of me at my like 
first real official job because for three months I didn't talk to anyone there except for the kids we had to work with or whatever and unless I had a question other than that it was me and my book and you left me the fuck alone because I was terrified (laughs) and I didn't think anyone really liked me anyway so why bother they're all older than me too and I was like it happens so that's where I I met my best friend though so I mean after I warmed up after a while it was fine but it just takes me forever and so I'm trying to go in on this new job is just being me from the start and not I can be un- best way to even do if I'm uncomfortable just own it you know it's something I've mm-hmm. all been working on since coaching for years so I I really want to start this position in that way so it's yeah I'm preparing it. for it so <laughs> <laughs> that's good yes. that's good it's exciting it is um and terrifying all at the same time it is but I'm, it's needed. I, I need this new, like, growth in my life to kind of push me in another direction, so. Yeah. It'll be good for you. It'll be a good experience. Yeah, I do think so. Um, how have you been, though? Um, I've been good. Not bad. Um, I'm glad it's the weekend. I'm ready for a couple days off. Mm-hmm. I'm ready for the holidays to be over. Oh ready they just be good oh god yeah <laughs> oh god i'm ready for them to be done well when you work in retail and it becomes a more stressful time of year for you it's like uh yeah i'm done got a lot of numbers to deal with <laughs> numbers are my anxiety and life. hate dealing with them. i'm bad with numbers but somehow i've managed to put myself in a position of where my job involves a lot of numbers. <laughs> uh, I'm in charge of our finances and bills. Um, yep. I'm in charge of the podcast finances you and are. bills. That's so um, funny. <laughs> I'm, I, for some reason, it's just this part of me that likes to be in charge sometimes. Of I like, you. you know. But with that, no, I, uh, I don't. I, for some reason, even though my weak point is numbers, I'm like, yeah, let's just surround myself with numbers. Do it. Let's do it. It's fine. Though I will say this job has helped me learn a lot more math than I actually absorbed and learned in school. Yeah. Because, like, I don't know. I'm going to say it here. I don't know my multiplication facts. I know, like some of them hey i've been working with a second grader who has to have very specific math taught a specific way and it's not how we used to get taught when we were younger like obviously they've upgraded it and whatever and you have to like reteach it a different Mm -hmm. way now but like i'm like man I feel like I can count so much better because I'm in a math class over again, even though it's well, yeah, second see, grade. It's like, like real fast. You're like learning it as you're teaching I'm, it. I'm, not, I'm watching another teacher teach or, it or, and then, sorry, and yeah, then I right. help her, you know? So I'm like, that's oh right. my goodness. This is, but yeah, I no, it's like, this. I, I could do the last one. I just have to learn it because, um, I have to order when I write orders, you know, I, I order in like threes, sixes and nines for bottles. I like order three bottles, six bottles, nine bottles, you know, then I order like four, 12, you know? So I, I've learned a lot from, from those. Yeah. The repetitiveness. 
exactly like it's forced me to learn it which has been nice right because i struggle with math uh and you know it's not like i didn't try to learn it in school but Mm -hmm. uh i wasn't taught some of the teachers that i had just didn't teach me in a way where it stuck for me or that it really helped me to learn it you know and i had some teachers who didn't really care if it stuck with me because a lot of teachers saw me as lazy or like I just didn't want to participate or like I didn't care because I wasn't trying but in reality I wasn't understanding right you know it like I did better my freshman year in a extra help math class than I did in a my regular math class yeah you know, but it's because I was being taught a different way. So, you know. Exactly. I, That's how it worked for me. I struggle with it, but I've gotten better with it. And I've become more confident with it. But, yeah, I don't know how I managed to surround myself in all the environments being where I'm in charge of these things that are very much my weak point. But, you know, it's taught me a lot by doing that. And now it's becoming a strong point. It's good. Which is probably why I did it is because I'm like, well, I need to learn. So I guess I'll just do it. It's like, fine. Whatever. It's fine. Does it take me a long ass time sometimes to get certain numbers done? And when I'm in a meeting and they start spouting off like multiplication facts and they're like dividing percentages and like doing this and that in their head. And I'm like, what? I Yeah, no, that's totally correct. Yeah. They're like, right, guys? And I'm like. Sure. Uh, I believe y'all. Sure. Ooh, rally. Sure. Um, yep, that's I have no fucking clue what you just said to me, sir. <laughs> right. Let me stare at these numbers for 10 minutes while you talk so I can figure out what the fuck you just said to me. Um uh, I feel like everybody's I, job have like teaching moments and you know. Yeah, because like I somewhere. I I can figure it out. It just it takes me a minute because math is just like a foreign language to me. Mm-hmm. But um, I digress. We've gotten really into the topic of uh, math. <laughs> we are very chatty today. We've been we here are, for two hours. So, right, so we got on this call at 6 p.m. It is now 8 p.m. And we just started hitting record about 12 minutes ago, 13 minutes ago. Yes. Um, so that should say a lot about how we're doing tonight. So there may actually have to be some editing happening. Who knows? Yeah, I may actually I may actually have to do some editing this time. <laughs> the past two episodes, we haven't had to do much. So but we'll uh we'll let us get into today's topic. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I mean honestly kind of has a bit to do with what I was talking about because numbers have become a bit of an o- sensory overload to me sometimes because we're talking about sensory overload. Oh, I can definitely see how numbers can be sensory overload. It is, they're overwhelming when you got so much going on. Oh my god. Especially when it takes you longer to decipher what it is you're like looking at, you know, yeah. like it takes my brain a minute to figure out and understand the numbers sometimes. So, right. It can definitely become a bit of an overload. There will be times when I'm going over my numbers for work, trying to see if I'm hitting certain goals and trying to break down how I can hit that goal. And I'll sit there and I'm like, I'm going to come back to this. Like, There's a lot going on on this page. Cause, um, oh gosh. I got a lot going on here and I need to reset my brain and come back to this. And then when I go back to it, you know, I 
can usually work it out, figure it out, no problem. Yeah. But yeah, it you know, I yeah, it can definitely become a bit of a sensory <laughs> overload sometimes where I'm just like, mm, we need a break. Yeah. We need to step away from this. Of course. <laughs> and I guess for those who don't know, a sensory overload and like sensory in general means having to do with like mm. your five senses. Um, that's your sight, your touch, your smell, your taste, and your hearing. Thank you for counting them off just in case I missed You one. can't see that I did that, but I just <laughs> counted off on my fingers as she did. You know, just... <laughs> just to make sure. Double check, y'all. Oh, I could have been wrong. Um, but when sensory overload is happening, it's because, you know, our body is getting more sensory input than our brains can successfully sort out and process. Mm-hmm. And when this happens, our body goes into like a, a fight, flight, or freeze mode due to our brains being overwhelmed, making it think like it's in a crisis. And mm-hmm. it just kind of like panics and freaks out or. Say your piece, girlfriend. <laughs> All right. do you, what do you want? Are you having a sensory hey. overload, honey? She wants, I think she wants to be up here on the chair with me. No? Okay, maybe you don't. I don't know what you want then right now. I'm busy. I'm sorry, She says, sweetie. look at my bum hole. Right? She wants me to open that door. She she just loves wanting doors she open just like, and I'm yep, not opening that's the That's a cat thing. Just like wanting wants to the be closet on the door. other side You want to get on my lap? Hi, beautiful. Let me say hi. Yeah, she wants attention. Okay. Now that she has settled, I'm sorry, that was uh, Miss Princess Bruto. Uh, yes. We were just talking about how you go into fight, flight, or freeze mode, you know. Yeah. Due to being overwhelmed. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, sometimes, you know, when your brain, when our brain is feeling overwhelmed and we can't, um, prioritize what sensory input it needs to focus on our brains basically signal to us and tell us to get away from some of that sensory input so but since everything is you know happening so fast um and with so much intensity that that signal is basically telling you to take a break uh but it feels more like panic yeah because it's help happening so fast. Yeah. Um, and that can be a lot. That can be really overwhelming when you're suddenly going into what feels like a panic, but it's not a panic. It's just telling you you need to back away. You need to take a yeah, moment. Yeah, there's a lot going on. Get and away from this. Like, process exactly. what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and things that may cause sensory overload um are when there's multiple you know conversations happening at the same time and then maybe you got some music in the background maybe some kids screaming in the background yeah that's a lot i don't like those situations like i wrote there personally i don't stand a chance i get so like sidetracked and like i i can't even uh, uh, uh. Mm -hmm. um (laughs) Being in a crowded space, mm-hmm. I know a lot of people that can't do crowded spaces, you know, um, unexpected or unwanted human touch, you know, intense smells, very bright lights or flashing lights, 
maybe scratchy uh, or uncomfortable clothing, very cold or very hot temperatures, um, any, any of these things, any of these things and more can cause sensory overload. Um, and anyone can experience sensory overload and what triggers it can be so different from person to person. Absolutely. Like so, so many people are going to have so many different causes, uh, or triggers to their sensory overload. Yeah, absolutely. And actually sensory overload is also like associated with like a few other health conditions. Um, and that includes those like with sensory processing disorders, um, those on the autism spectrum, um, those who have post-traumatic stress, anxiety, ADHD, and even like fibromyalgia. <laughs> I don't have that one. But... Right. Well, I, you're there for quite a few. Yes. I'm there it. for a few. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, some indicators that you or someone you know may be experiencing a sensory overload is like anxiety and the inability to relax, irritability. Um, when it comes to children, it, they can come in forms of like tantrums and stuff, which the kids I work with, that happens often. And we have to like definitely be mindful to like of their needs, you know, and mm -hmm. remember that. And um, so another indicator is like restlessness and physical discomfort, the urge to cover your ears and eyes to block out the source of input, stress, fear or panic high levels of excitement or feeling like wound up um, and, or the desire to escape the situation triggering the sensory overload, like that panicked feeling telling mm -hmm. you to run, basically. That's your mm -hmm. Lizzie McGuire mini-me I always talk about. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's that inner voice, people. Because <laughs> <laughs> how your critter brain is built. It's just trying to protect you. Mm-hmm. But sometimes the signals it sends gets mixed up in the heat of everything and comes out wrong. It doesn't mean to and be so intense. Exactly. But sometimes it's more intense than it needs to be and it gets processed wrong uh, yes. and into overwhelming feelings. <laughs> and yeah. Absolutely. Um, but, you know, we're, we're here explaining all of this, you know, because the first steps to helping ourselves or someone we know is to acknowledge is, is knowledge and awareness. You know, it's being aware of what these things are and how they can happen and how we can help. Um, yeah, and how it, that's like, the best way we can help. How it affects us, like being more in mm -hmm. tune with our own like exactly. triggers and needs. Yeah, I know. I it's taken me a long time to realize it, but when I'm in social situations, even with family, um, I get to a point where it does become very much a sensory overload for me but I wasn't realizing or acknowledging that it was a sensory overload for a long time right. until more recently and it's been hard for me to communicate that so I would just sit there and I eventually become really quiet and irritated and just 
it ends up coming off as like I'm tired right. or, you know, something like that. But really it's, I'm I need to having a sensory <laughs> overload and I really need to leave, but I can't, I can't right this moment, or at least I feel like I can't, right. even if I know I could, it's like, I'm in this like situation of like, I, I don't want to be here anymore, but I don't want to be rude. <laughs> You know, I don't want to come off as like having a problem, but you know, it's like, it's something that I've slowly been learning and figuring out that like, even because originally I thought it was maybe I was just being tired and getting cranky, but really it was, it becomes a sensory overload for me after a while that like, I need to get away from whatever it is. But for the longest time, I wasn't acknowledging that that was a sensory overload for me being around even family when they're all talking and having fun and like even I might still be having fun in the situation but I'm starting to become overwhelmed by everything around me and I want to run right yeah I totally understand those feelings but it's but it's learning those feelings and acknowledging them because like I said I wasn't acknowledging them for the longest time pushing them down only makes it so much worse and but acknowledging Mm -hmm. them also like it then tells your brain that like kind of like you hear it you understand or whatever Mm -hmm. and even if it doesn't solve the problem it at least might stop sending so many intense signals exactly exactly you know if we if we know what's happening to us and what is specifically triggering us then we can work from there. You know, once we learn those things that trigger us and send us into that sensory overload, we can figure out what um, some positive coping skills can be, you know? Uh, maybe maybe we figure out if we need to avoid certain si- triggers or situations, or maybe we need to seek the right kind of help from a professional, you know? Absolutely. Um, But, you know, if we don't know or aren't aware or maybe are even in kind of denial, you know, then we will just continue to feel not as good as we could. You know, and sensory Mm -hmm. overload is definitely not something that can be cured necessarily, but it can be managed in a way that will bring more quality into our lives. Because, you know, when we sit here and we talk about health, wealth and happiness and reaching new levels of growth, self-love and connection, you know, we mean in every way, in any way that is important and benef- beneficial to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And there's never anything to be ashamed of, you know, if you're struggling and you need help and healing. Like, it, we are constant preachers of, like, it's okay to get help. And that's because it is okay to to get help you know it's a part of life we all experience it you know everyone celebrities your favorite influencers artists writers you know whatever we don't get to see it all um we all go through it you know we don't get to see on their level what they're going through these people who seem so out of reach to us and so happy and so perfect because we see the perspectives that they want to show us yeah, we see you know, especially in this day of, 
Exactly. And sometimes even when we do see what's under the surface for a moment, it gets made fun of or ridiculed, you know, it's okay though to say fuck you to anyone who wants to ridicule or try to push shame because there is no shame in admitting that you need help or healing or that there's just something that's holding you back that you don't know how to get through on your own. That's okay. And honestly, the funny part about someone saying fuck you to you being who you are and need and being willing to get help is the only reason they're saying fuck you is because of their own trauma and their own healing that needs to happen that hasn't yet. They're only pushing that shame on you because they feel it within themselves because they are too afraid to ask for help. And And (laughs) there's nothing you can do about that except um, ignore it and help yourself. And just um, kind of just stay curious in a situation like that. Like, just like ask yourself, you know, I wonder what so-and-so is going through in order to have that reaction, you know, because you know, Mm -hmm. it's not about you. It's about whatever they're going through and in, whatever you said or did or do or whatever triggers them for their own personal reasons and just stay open to that thought and understanding that everyone has their own struggles just like you exactly we we're all human we all make mistakes we all go through traumatic things we all go through different situations that are going to cause different reactions Mm -hmm. and different um, and other different situations from those, you know, we, we never know what's going to happen in our life and how we're going to react and the things we're going to experience or go through. But all that matters is that you take care of yourself Mm -hmm. and you get the help that you need when you need it. And that you accept that sometimes you need help because we're human Mm -hmm. and sometimes we can't do it all on our own. (laughs) Sometimes we need help. Yeah. And honestly, there's more people out there who will be understanding and supportive of you than there are who won't be. Exactly. And you don't need anybody in your life that's not going to be supportive of the change you're trying to make in your life, especially if it's for the better for yourself. Mm-hmm. For sure. <laughs> if they can't grow with you, then... They, you don't need they them. They can't sit at your table. That's what we've learned. Oh, there you go. If you can't, if they can't grow with you, they can't sit at your table. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. Remove um, that chair. They are no longer there. Boom, boom, bitch. <laughs> Bye. See you later. Oh, that's great. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, but you know, just love yourself. Take care of yourself, and that's that's what's important. Mm-hmm. Make sure you're getting whatever help you need when you need it, that you're taking care of yourself, that you're loving yourself, that you're respecting yourself. And that's, that's, that's it. That's that. that that's what's important. Mm-hmm. The rest will come. That's what, that's, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But uh, <laughs> I think that's going to do it. I think that's, that's what we got for you guys today. Not a, not a long one today. Not super long. Uh, we're at 30 minutes now, but I'm probably going to cut a few things out, so it <laughs> might be a little bit shorter than that, so it'll be a bit of a shorter one this week, but, but that's okay. You, you probably um, need a little 
shorter one ever. Yeah, we hit you with some some long ones. Yeah. So. Yeah. So. Yep. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> so. Yes. We'll wrap it up here. Thank you, uh, and fuckers. Thank you guys. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening. <laughs> yeah, you little fuckers. Little fucker. Thanks for Thanks. listening. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Um. But if you guys are listening, uh, if you guys are listening. <laughs> My brain doesn't work. It's fucking 8.30 at uh, night. Um, if you guys have been enjoying listening uh, to the podcast or this episode, whatever, uh, and you would like, we'd appreciate it if you go and rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts, you know, or wherever you listen. Helps us uh, and can rate. It helps us, you know, get seen by more people. Also, if you can subscribe or follow wherever you listen to us. Um... If you want to contact us at all for any questions, comments, concerns, topic ideas, whatever, um, you can get us at our on our social medias, which is at No Country for Healthy Living on Instagram and Facebook. You can also contact us at our email, which is No Country for Healthy Living at gmail.com. And also, if you guys are interested in digging a little deeper in your own personal journey. Maybe you're stuck. You need a little extra guidance on where you're going with your goals and you want to be coached by either Laura or myself. You can contact us on our personal Instagrams. Mine is at dear kitten three and Laura's is at yes, queen coaching. That's Y A S queen coaching and once again we thank you guys for listening we look forward to talking to you all again next time and remember to stay safe and make healthy choices